Hello, and welcome to Fort Wayne Ballet's Kinetic Conversations. As our second part of a two-part podcast on training, today we're going to talk to Karen Gibbons-Brown, our Artistic Director of Fort Wayne Ballet, specifically about, I know I want to get involved in taking dance classes, whether I'm an adult or I have a young child, and some of the things that a parent might have as a question, and some of the things maybe that Fort Wayne Ballet does or other ballet schools might be looking at as it relates to their class offerings and why they may offer those things. So with that, let's talk a little bit about movement at the very beginning. Children and movement. When should kids start moving? When should they do it in a structured way? When are their bodies and minds ready to do that? Kids move no matter when should they start or not. As we all know, those of us who have children, they're going to move. It's do you want it structured? And free play is really important. The capability to go outside and run and jump and bounce a ball is really important for kinetic development and coordination. You know, it's amazing. We see young people come in who have not had that capability, and their natural coordination is something that we have to really awaken within them. They have it, we just have to awaken it. I think that structured dance classes should not begin with classical ballet until they're approximately seven or eight. But prior to that, structured classes might look like they're playing and doing nothing. And what they're actually doing is developing fine motor skills, they're developing eye-hand coordination, they're developing internal rhythms and rhythm capability so that when they start to move in a more formal manner, they can do that with some musicality. And here at Fort Wayne Ballet, we have classes like that. What are our classes oh, like do. That, that, that do that? And what do they look like? They're adorable, first of all. That's what they look like. I love them. I love to watch them. I wish I could still teach them. They're uh, come dance with me, invitation to the dance. And then we move into what we call creative one and creative two. And those are generally age specific. Every school that you'll look at will have something a little bit different, name those differently, but that's how ours progresses. So those classes take a child up until they are six or seven and are ready to go into a more formalized program. And as again, as I said, they look like they're playing, but it's very important play that they're doing. You mentioned age to begin ballet or what we consider to be the formal curriculum of ballet. The age to do that and some of the elements that they learn at the beginning that begin them on that path. Right. So we just talked about the preschool or primary levels of dance. Those primary levels aren't critical to go into a ballet one level, but they do actually help more than you realize. It doesn't mean you can't start dance if you didn't have those, but it really does develop a child at a different level. And in this day and time when kids don't have the capability generally to go out and play or in schools, the recess is changing or their free time is changing it becomes even more important to have that capability to do that. As you move into the more graded syllabus, uh, we have a specific syllabus that they follow, and I'll be happy to explain why and what that is, but they start to learn some of those basics that they began with in the creative movement. They start to take on a more formal name, a more formal structure, and the rotation of the legs and the hips starts to be worked on in a different manner. But it's important that you don't force that too early. You can cause permanent physical damage to a child. And I hear so often from families, I just want my child to have fun and enjoy it. So do we. Or the convenience factor is another big factor. We're all really busy. And finding a place that's close to you to be able to take your child to have this experience becomes important as well. 
but we encourage people to be careful with that because while the school may look great and the teachers seem fabulous, you want to make sure that they actually do have a background and understand child development, child psychology, et cetera, to be able to work with the child appropriately. Well, so to that end, Forming Ballet spent a lot of time we did. with the American Ballet Theater curriculum, we going did. through the certification. Why did we do that? What do you see as the benefits for that training? That's a really great question, and thanks for asking. We talked about the codified syllabi a little while ago. The French syllabus was codified in 1661, but has continued to develop. Then we have the Italian or the Cicchetti syllabus was codified in the late 1800s and continued to develop. In the early 1900s, the Vaganova, or Russian syllabus, was codified. But since the 1930s, we've learned so much about kinetic development and body capability. Sports medicine, sports trainers, they're everywhere now. And we've learned so much about the body capability and the capability to do it safely. And the ballet had not looked at the syllabus for dance until, well, actually 2000. Around 2000, 2010, uh, American Ballet Theater is our national ballet company. And they felt if they were the national ballet company, by an act of Congress, by the way, it was super important that they followed the students' training and made sure that that was happening safely in the country as well. So they created this syllabus that takes those three syllabi that I spoke of earlier, salad dressings, French, Russian, Italian, and put that all together in a safe manner for students. And I've often said to our families, every rose blooms at a different time, and I believe that. But there's this great theory that they talk about at American Ballet Theater. It's called the bamboo theory. So bamboo grows for two or three years underground before it starts to shoot up. It's developing a root system or a base system. So that when it comes above the ground and grows tall and straight and flexible, and capable of movement. And that's exactly what we try and do with the bodies. They start slowly, so not to hurt, yet in a fun manner. It should always, you don't love everything you do, but it is a fun experience. And they continue to develop their bodies so they become tall and straight and flexible and can do so many amazing things with their body. Different kids, different goals, different dreams. Right. Let's talk about that for a minute. So I come in, I have dreams of I want to be a professional ballet dancer, or I like to move, but I have other things I'm interested in. What are the benefits of a structured curriculum for either path? That is a wonderful question. I think it's really important that good training happens regardless of your aspiration, because good training equates to safe training in a healthy body. So no matter what your aspiration, you should have quality training. We have young people come in here that just want to dance, and then by the end they want to be a professional dancer. And then we have students come in with the opposite. I want to be a dancer, and they get to a certain point and decide they really don't want to do that at all. Or they want to be a physical therapist, for instance. Great background for physical therapy. Dance is just great for that. But I think regardless of what you want to do with dance, it's important that it happens safely and effectively and in a professional manner. There is so much about the discipline of dance that's important. There's a lot of brain-based research. We all have worked with that and studied that, where students that are involved in an outside artistic activity tend to have higher test scores through their years in school. They also tend to be better team players, better managers, 
better social interaction. I thought of a story for you. I was on a plane traveling somewhere, and the gentleman beside me in conversation, I told him what I did, and he actually recruited for the FBI. And he said, we love former dancers because of their discipline and their capability to think creatively and problem solve. This is why everybody should dance right here. Creative problem solve, think quickly, and be a wonderful human being. One of the other things that we've talked a lot and people assume, and we are a ballet company and a ballet academy, but there are other dances that are taught here. Yes. And there are opportunities for those dance to be integrated into the day-to-day curriculum as well as your lifelong plan. So how do those work here? Vocationally and avocationally. So we have, you know, we have these graded classes, just like school, and we often suggest what will help you move forward for dance. If that doesn't work with your family, and often it doesn't, that doesn't mean you can't take the classes here or be a part of the quality training that we offer. If you just want to dance for fun, that's okay. We have a lot of young people that come through the program and would like to dance six days a week, but they have a school play they want to be in or a school musical or they have a science fair that they have to prepare for. We can accommodate that as well. So it's not just to train to go on to professionals, although I will say that we do have a lot of luck with that as well. We've been very fortunate to be able to place. Just this past year, we placed four of our students in professional companies with contracts. What companies? Uh, Ballet Arizona, Milwaukee Ballet, Richmond Ballet, and Montgomery Ballet. We talked about safe training Mm -hmm. and various elements of getting started, kinetic movement, structure curriculum. Basic skills are the same for girls and boys. There are other elements that get added in at certain points. Right. When is the right time to add things like point and lifting? Is that an age thing? Is it a physical thing? Is it a curricular thing? Is it all of them? How does that work? Yes and yes. So we do offer many other things. I want to mention them and tell you we add them at different points in the career. We have tap, jazz, modern, musical theater, character dance, which is we're about one in a hundred schools in the country that offer that. And then we also have Pilates, floor bar, partnering, which is where they work with the men, the guys and the girls work together. So we have all of those classes, but they're added based on where the child is in the development or the skill level or the age. So guys, I mentioned earlier, guys shouldn't lift girls up over their heads before the age of 16. That's a base age. That's not an always dead set. It depends on the development of the child. But I want to talk a minute about lifelong learning. So lifelong learning, how can you not learn? Every day you should learn something new. And if you want to do that in dance, we actually have an open division that is for, we had a young lady call the other day who was 14 and had danced and didn't want to go back in with the beginners, but wanted to continue to dance and continue to learn. Perfect place for that person. We have some really wonderful adult students that have been with us for a while and are very loyal to these classes and very diligent about coming regularly. And they all gather together and take class a couple of days a week. So we have the ballet, we have Pilates, we have floor bar, we have a tap class for adults. What kind of experience do you need if you're an adult? None required. However, if you do have experience, we have a division of ballet. We have the beginning ballet and we have more skilled or more intermediate ballet for those that have had some. And then for these other classes, no skill at all is required. 
you had somebody call who had a little bit of a dance experience mm -hmm. or had had previous dance experience. So they were familiar with elements of dance in some way. Right. I'm a person who says, this sounds interesting. I've always wanted to do this, but I'm a little afraid of this. I'm a little intimidated. Why should I decide, you know what, I'm going to go take the Pilates class or I'm going to take the beginning ballet class. What's going to get me to do that? And why should I do that? I think... I grew up in a ballet studio, but I've had to think about this in a different way. And I think it's intimidating when you come into a ballet studio and you're dressed to move freely. So that could be sweatpants and a t-shirt, or it could be a leotard and tights. And you walk in the room and there are bars on the wall, there are mirrors on the wall, and then it's just an open space. And that can become very intimidating for a lot of people. But I try to tell people, if somebody's watching you instead of working on what they're doing, they're not in the class for the right reason. So if you come into a Pilates class, for instance, we do mat Pilates, and that means you're lying on the floor on a yoga mat or a towel or whatever you bring to lie on. Nobody is watching what you're doing. Everybody's looking up at the ceiling for the most part. So no need to be intimidated. Everybody's there for the same reason, working on their own bodies and doing this for them. If you were to encourage someone as an adult having movement as a structured part of their wellness plan, mm -hmm. and they've never really done much of anything, what are the advantages that you see as, as people get older and saying, okay, now I'm, I'm 50, I'd like to come in and do this. I've never moved in a structured way, but what are those benefits that I might pick up? I think when anybody starts an exercise program, they always, the first couple of weeks is, oh my gosh, why did I say I'd do that? And then after that, they start to feel better. They feel better daily. They aren't as sore. They aren't as tired at the end of the day, et cetera. Dance does the same thing, or these classes that we're speaking of, Pilates does the same thing. It's not necessarily a weight loss program. It is a toning program to get your body in its best shape. And again, in watching my parents age, I see that balance is a significant thing that they struggle with. And I know that I've seen older dancers the same age as my parents, and the balance levels are very different. And I think it's one of those things you don't immediately see benefit, but you feel the benefit. Pivoting back just for a second about ballet and the aspiration, I come to the ballet studio because I think I want to be a professional. Right. When do you start thinking about, I want to be a professional? When is it really, I should really be thinking about it? And what would an organization like Forum Ballet do to both help you continue that journey, make decisions related to that, and to evaluate, you know, if you reach a point where you're like, I don't want to do that, say, it's okay. You know, how does that work? We love our students no matter what they want to do. And we have dancers, students that were dancers that have gone off to be chemical engineers or doctors or physical therapists or a lot of other things. And I used to dance with a gentleman who is now a brain surgeon in New York. So there is a life after dance as a professional, and there are things that you may choose to do instead of. But if it's really your aspiration, we have a program, a track of our school, that's designed to prepare you for that as well. And in that track, not only do you get the classes you need and the experience performing, you also get a networking opportunity with our professional dancers that are here all the time, living and working and dancing. We're lucky to be relatively well connected. So we guide the students. We pick out places that might be best for them to continue studies in the summer, to go and find jobs. We help them write their resumes. We give them letters of recommendation and we guide them until they can get a job. So I think in wrapping this up, 
Final question that I would sort of pose to you. It seems easy to go into Fort Wayne Ballet if I have a young child who's three, four. That's that's a no-brainer. There's no challenge there. I have a 14-year-old. Uh, I've moved from another community. Or I have a 14-year-old who all of a sudden is just really wants to dance. What should I do related to getting them started, especially with Fort Wayne Ballet? Can I call? How does that work? What happens? And you mentioned a couple of options, but just reiterate that for anybody who might have interest who doesn't fit into the traditional box. Sure. So if you are a transfer student or you've had training and you're not sure quite where you go, we actually do what we call placement class. So we take a look and base the skill uh, and place the child in the class based on the skill. If we have misplaced a child, we promote within the year. So if we found we've misguided or didn't see something that we see later, we generally try to move up rather than back. Give us a call. We're happy to do that. You asked a little while ago about the progression to be a professional and when does that really get serious. And I mentioned the pre-professional track that we have. That's generally high school. Sometimes dancers get in their 10th grade year and go, oh my gosh, I really do want to be a dancer. What do I do? Well, they've already got the preparation in the background, and that's an easy transition to get into that mindset and that track. Not all 10th graders want to be dancers either, and we have that program as well. At the end of this podcast, I'll let people know about where they can call or the website related to registration. But if someone has a question, we're open to talk to them and maybe walk them through some of this. Yes. Be careful not to start me on dance history because I might go longer than you'd like to chat. But we love to share our space and talk to people about what they want out of dance and what their aspiration might be. Great. Well, Karen, thanks for being with us today and talking a little bit about training, but also about Fort Wayne Valley. My pleasure. Fort Wayne Ballet is taking registrations now for its upcoming academy season. If you're interested, you can call 260-484-9646, or you can visit our website at www.fortwayneballet.org. And if you have further questions and want to ask them in person, we have an open house Saturday, August 19th from 11 to 2 at the Hour Center in downtown Fort Wayne. Please come, ask questions, see the studios, and meet our teachers. Connected Conversations is brought to you by Fort Wayne Ballet and Wayne Shaw Productions. Our guest today was Fort Wayne Ballet Artistic Director Karen Gibbons-Brown. If you'd like to receive notifications on future podcasts, please like the podcast and go to fortwayneballet.org to sign up for notifications on performances, podcasts, and more ballet news. You'll also find a library of past episodes on our website in the menu of options. Until next time, I'm Jim Sparrow, and thanks for listening to Kinetic Conversations with Fort Wayne Ballet. has been a Wayne Shout production. Wayne Shout.